What is going down? Dude, I'm super pumped for today's episode. I know. It's it's going to be a good one. Um, so, uh, again, well, welcome to the Fitness Business Life podcast. Today, me and Steve-O, the Terminator Clark. What are we going to be talking about, mate? We're going to be talking about the one, the only, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, been, like, I've been looking forward to this episode since I came back from uh, Santa Monica. Because yeah. I'm just dying to tell this story again. I'm going to go through it again if you don't mind. I know yeah, you've heard it. Like, work away. I know you've heard it like I don't know how many times. But look, today's episode is dedicated to none other, none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this guy, you know, like anyone who has anything to do with physical culture or going to the gym or grew up in the 80s, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, either mm-hmm. watching him on TV or like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I was on I was on a business trip in uh, LA a couple of weeks ago. It was a couple of weeks ago now? Yeah, yeah. About two, three weeks ago. And of course, you know, being in Santa Monica, I'm down to visit Venice Beach and just seeing some of the sites and decided, of course, because it was there, I got to go and visit Gold's Gym, the mecca of bodybuilding. And from I was a very young child, I was, uh, my Uncle Ed, you know, he he used to, uh, he was big into bodybuilding in the, in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was growing up in the 80s, so he still lived in my granny's house at the time. And I used to, you know, pick up all of his magazines and I would have been looking through all these magazines and it kind of what initially ignited my interest in training you know seeing uh seeing arnold and lou ferrigno and watching these guys on tv and just seeing how how these people trained on muscle beach and all of this stuff and like i remember looking at this place and always wanting to visit it and of course being in la staying in santa monica it, it, it was walking distance but the morning that i decided to go I was like, you know what, I'll get an Uber because I was flying out that afternoon. So I ordered an Uber and I wanted to get down there as quickly as I could because I wanted to spend most of the day at Gold's Gym mm-hmm. and go down on the Venice Beach and then Muscle Beach. And So I'm in the Uber and the, the Uber driver, he picks me up and we're sitting chatting and he asked me what I'm doing there and I say, I'm on business. What do you do? And I'm like, I own a gym and I own an academy and... I've just always wanted to visit Gold's Gym. So he started talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He started talking about Franco Colombo, mm-hmm. um, Lou Ferrigno, and all these guys that all trained at Gold's Gym. And we're just sitting having a chat about how amazing these dudes were. Mm-hmm. And out of the corner of my eye, no shit, like this is the, I will never forget this to the day I die. Arnold Schwarzenegger flew past us on a mountain bike, <laughs> right? And that's a sentence in itself, isn't it? I know, dude. Right? And I got it on video. Like for anyone that doesn't believe me, I have this on video. He flew past us on a mountain bike, and I had to. I stopped because I almost thought like I was in a film. You, you, know, you, you remember the film he done, the Last Action Hero? Right? I haven't Where, seen that. No, ah, oh, dude. Right? The, the Last Action Hero, right? The kid ends up in a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? right? Like it's it's surreal, and I was like. Is this an episode? Like, is this the last action here? Like, what is going on here? Is my, is, am I seeing things? So the taxi driver's talking to me about Arnold Schwarzenegger and I had to stop him and say, dude, 
uh, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger just flew past us on a bike. And he just started, he, he kind of started laughing. And I was like, no, no shitting. Like, genuinely, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger just flew past us on a bike. No, in fact, there he is there. So I pointed <laughs> directly at him. And he was just ahead of us in traffic. And the dude just, he just bust out laughing. And he was like, holy shit. So we flew up past Arnold. And then Arnold flew past us. And the guy was like, dude, he's going to Gold's Gym. Guaranteed, this is the way we're going. He's, he's going this way. So I was like, holy shit. As we pulled into Gold's Gym, there's a, there's a, there's an entrance for the car and then there's a, a footway entrance and Arnold comes in the footway entrance and basically parked the bike right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what is going on? And he walked in the Gold's Gym right in front of me, like two foot, two foot away. Like, he, you know, as if you're walking in the gym, mm-hmm. the person walks in and I'm like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> walking in the gym right in front of me. Got in there and I got chatting to, he, he kind of disappeared for a second, which I thought he'll probably disappear in the wee room by himself. And uh, do his own thing. And do his own thing and no one's going to see him. But he, he disappeared for a couple of seconds and I was like, Shit, I mean, my, my day was made anyway. Yeah. Right. My, my, my holiday, my life was made. I had just <laughs> seen him. But as I'm getting signed in the goals gym, the, the girl who owned the place, lovely girl, I, I ended up getting chatting with her. Uh, and we're starting having the conversation and as I'm getting signed in and she knew some big actors and stuff from Belfast mm-hmm. and that's how we kind of you know hit things off and as as I'm starting having a chat with her Arnold Schwarzenegger come over and interrupted our conversation <laughs> and gave her a hug so he, he just basically she was starting talking to me and he just basically grabbed her by the shoulders turned around and started giving her a hug so I was kind of like just standing there <laughs> just going, watching <laughs> Right. Um, okay. What? Like, you now put your arms out. I, for I, one. I felt like you know, reaching over and said, "Here, can I? Can I get in on this?" So you know, it was just surreal. And he walked away, and he he, he went and done a session on the gym floor. Like he, he was. I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's in his seventies now. He's kind of just keeping himself ticking over. Mm-hmm. And I said, as soon as she turned back around, she just basically continued the conversation where it left off. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold, like, hold on a second. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, and she was like, uh, yeah, he'll stay and he'll, he'll get some photos and stuff after he does his workout. Yeah. To me, that was like, you know, code for leave him alone. Uh, don't Let him do his workout. Don't be annoying him. And do you know what? The amazing thing was no one annoyed him. Like yeah. no one bothered him, no one went near him. Everyone just let him get on with things, and being in the place like old school bodybuilders everywhere, uh, you know, new guys that were just huge, ridiculous. And I was like, right, you've watched Pump and Iron. Everyone, yeah. everyone, if you haven't watched <laughs> Pump and Iron, go and watch Pump and Iron. Right? There's a calf raise machine. There's a donkey calf raise machine in Pump and Iron. It is still in Gold's Gym and Arnold is still using it today. <laughs> no way. Yep, 100%. He is still using that same donkey calf raise machine today in the same way. And I had to like pinch myself to go, what is like, this is surreal. But anyway, I, I was like, right, I'm going to do the most impressive thing that I can do in this gym, <laughs> which is weighted chin-ups. And I just got a shitload of weight on it. Put it on the chain and Arnold's doing calf raise. There's some big dude bodybuilder doing deadlifts beside me, which I wanted to correct him on, by the way. Uh, Arnold's doing like donkey calf raises about five feet from me. So I'm like, right. And then the most impressive thing I can do is his weighted chin ups. And Arnold was kind of just walking around everyone, just giving everyone hugs and high fives. And I got a shitload of weight on the, on the, on the chain and start doing weighted chins and Arnold walked by like the Terminator. He, st- he walks like the Terminator, <laughs> like legit. 
and he just gave me a wee nod of approval and then he just went on about his business and I got an amazing photo afterwards dude day like, mate ah oh, mate life mate ah, ah so I mean you know it was a bit of a long story but one that I that I'll I'll be telling my grandchildren yeah like I, I trained uh, five feet from Arnold Schwarzenegger which not a lot of people well I suppose a lot of people in, in Gold's Gym can say they've done yeah. like, but not a not a lot of people where we're from and especially if you, you grew up watching his films as yeah. well yeah and, and I suppose like they they your grandkids will know who he is. It doesn't uh, matter if you grew up in the 80s or whatever, everyone's going to know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Oh, um, it's so, like, so, so good. And I mean, listen, you know, today's today's episode is dedicated uh, to Arnold Schwarzenegger because, let's face it, you know, he has achieved a lot in mm-hmm. his life. You mm-hmm. know, fitness, business. Jesus, the man has lived a life like. Yeah, anything. It's, it, it's almost like uh, anything that he set his mind to, He's done it, uh, and, it, and you know it's unbelievable the kind of like work ethic that goes on behind it. Whenever you listen to him talking and stuff, yeah, like there's yeah. plenty of videos out there of things that you know that he said that he was going to do and how he went about doing it and putting the hard work in and stuff. And it's obviously paid off. Like everyone on the planet knows him. Well, I mean, you're you're going to talk about uh, some stuff that he's that, that inspired you, mm-hmm. and well, and me as well, mm-hmm. um, and that the the listeners today can. You know, take from yeah. because, geez, like, I mean, the guy barely spoke any English, mm-hmm. and he moved to L.A. with the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, brought his friend Franco Colombo with him. Mm-hmm. Um, them two struck up a partnership. Uh, the taxi driver that I was actually talking to in the Uber was telling me that one thing that that they actually done, and they gave a, a lifetime guarantee so they ended up in construction together mm-hmm. amongst other things you know construction acting bodybuilding like on the body like there was loads of things that they were doing and arnold was taking lessons in english to become a better actor and it's like accent removal classes and stuff yeah uh, he was taking those like he gave a lifetime guarantee to the people who they'd done the construction for mm-hmm. and we were kind of laughing about this last week because you know, before he became a big time actor and stuff like that, he he still stood by his lifetime guarantee. So if if something went wrong with one of the you know the houses or the walls or whatever they built, him and Franco Colombo would show up <laughs> and they would fix whatever was going wrong yeah. or have someone else come in. So because they give a lifetime guarantee on it, and yeah. that's why the that's why the construction thing really took off. And Franco Colombo actually stayed in construction. Right, that's what he um, continued he, to he do. He continued to do that. Wow, and, uh, real estate later on as well. That's class. Can you imagine coming around and seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. fixing your sink or something. Well for me now it's 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 not the that that's that's Lorian actually. <laughs> that's Lorian. Um do you wanna you wanna talk a little bit about Arnold's rules? Yes, so there's a, a load of videos going about YouTube and social media and stuff. You've probably seen them before and it's basically uh rules to success according to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Love it. And it kinda doesn't really matter what uh, line of work that he was in, whether it's the bodybuilding, whether it's the fact that he went into politics or movies or anything. Like, the guy literally has done nearly yeah. everything, you can imagine. But these are the kind of basics that he right. stands by. Right. Uh, I'm going to go through them. I've got the list sitting here. Uh, the first one that he says is find a vision mm-hmm. and don't drift. So it's kind of along the same idea of... You know, if you don't have a, a goal or a destination that you want to get to, uh-huh. then any path will bring you there because yeah. you're not going anywhere anyway. He talks about, um, you know, being 
uh, young and wanting to get into bodybuilding and everyone saying to him, you know, bodybuilding's an American thing. And he goes, well, got to get to America then, don't you? And then making it happen, that was his vision. It was, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, but it was a British bodybuilder who won loads of different titles and ended up being Hercules in, yes. in the movies. Yes, I, I know who it is. Oh, God, I'll get, I'll get his name by the end of the yeah, episode. I can't remember yeah. his name right now, but he basically, Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to be him. Uh-huh. And that was his dream. And he, So his vision was... To get out of whatever the hell it was that he was doing at the time when yeah. he was what maybe like 16, 18, something like that. Yeah, he was actually and, Olympic lifting. As yeah, well. he was yeah. powerlifting and and he was pretty good at yeah. both. And he, like he, he clearly had a talent for the gym and lifting yeah. weights and a, a good physique to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you know going to America, doing whatever it was that he had to do to, you know, fulfill his vision of. Yeah. Being a top bodybuilder, becoming an actor, and then being in the movies. Like he, 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 like he's not just saying that, and and he's like, he, he's not just giving that advice. He walks the talk because <laughs> yeah. literally, like he just went and didn't barely spoke English, and he ended up the fucking governor of California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no background of politics, barely any English. He was a bodybuilder, and he ended up the fu- and and turned actor. Yeah. And he ended up the governor of California. It's like what? Like what the fuck is that even about? It's, it's crazy. And I, like almost like the politics thing. You wonder if that was in the background somewhere. Yeah, it must have come a, along the way. But like even just saying, I'm going to leave this country. Back then, that was crazy. Mm. You know, to go from yeah, where Austria is in Germany, Austria, yeah, um, yeah, over to America. Like that's even in itself. Even that's that in a itself. big deal. Whether it actually <laughs> taken over the state. Yeah, and especially whenever like. <laughs> Whenever there wasn't much bodybuilding going on, mm. uh, where he was from at the time, and it was an, an American dominant kind of sport, and how popularized it then became. Yeah. After he, yeah, he was basically the what well, the if you want to call it the poster boy for it, yeah. like he he led yeah. the way for it. Yeah. Eventually, um. So yeah, he talks about finding the vision, and you know, finding your path and working towards it, and yeah. basically it just means pick something and. Achieve it. Stick to one thing until you've until you've conquered it. Yeah, that's it. Essentially, what's what's uh, the what's the next thing he spoke about? Next one kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, don't think small. Love it. So obviously, the dream that you have shouldn't be something that you should be you know comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You want to be pushing your boundaries. Uh, again, moving over to America, taking over a sport basically that was uh, ran and um, you know very very American. Mm-hmm. And coming over as a, a foreigner, very little, uh, you know, the accent was holding him back, all these kinds of things. Um, but not having something that you're just happy with, you know, constantly trying to improve and trying to do better yeah. and to become the best at what it is. He didn't, he, he says that, you know, he didn't just want to be in movies. He wanted to be a movie star. He wanted to be the name in lights. He wanted to be the big personality. And, you know, it goes alongside with, is bodybuilding. He was the personality in bodybuilding. If you haven't watched Pump and Iron, again, oh, go watch go, Pump and Iron. I guarantee you, it's a laugh a minute. It's not yeah. just all about biceps and pecs and abs yeah. and everything. The guy is hilarious and he was a massive character yeah. even back then. Yeah. He just, well, it, it just seemed like he had no fear um, to do anything. And I'm actually glad you brought that last point up. Uh, I was doing a bit of writing about this today. It was, it was a, a quote that I heard just the other day. If you put a shark in a fish tank, mm-hmm. it will grow to eight inches. But if you if you put it in the open ocean, it will grow to eight feet. Right. So yeah. 
very much so like you were like Arnold's rule if you if you you know set yourself in a small environment and you're thinking small well essentially that's the way you're going to stay mm-hmm. if there was ever a poster boy as an example of thinking big it's got to be Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, like absolutely. holy shit I know it's, it's probably along the lines as well like where we're from it's a very small part of the world and stuff mm. so thinking small is like achievable not, almost you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, it's, it's like yeah. the norm almost yeah. you go to America and even you walk into a fucking restaurant and, and it's like yeah, yeah, massive yeah, and dynamite yeah. and everything so like it's it's almost like you know coming over there like to fit in you have to be big mm. and you have to be thinking big and like adapting to your surroundings yeah. basically yeah. there's so many characters but especially in a place like Gold's Gym and like you, you've trained there you see the people who are just uh, training next to you and stuff big dudes strong uh, dudes yeah. you gotta have a way of standing out yeah. and being that bigger character in the room yeah of course of course man love that um, the next what? one uh, ignore the naysayers so this yeah. is kind of good. Like we we've talked quite a lot about you know like haters and stuff on social media and people giving you shit. Mm-hmm. Arnold talks about you know already done the bodybuilding thing. Well done. Put that in the past. And then he says, right, I want to be in the movies. And he says all the agents that he went to see basically laughed at him and said, what? Okay, let's first of all start with your accent. It's ridiculous. You know you've never heard of a a leading guy being from Germany. You know yeah. what I mean? It's always you know like He's the American. The villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says. Uh, and then look at your body. Your body is massive. Yeah. Like there's only so much we can do with you. You have to be a bad guy if you're going to be a, a big that dude. Says. Yeah. And, uh, and then they said your name. You know, people are going to rush to the cinema to see what is it, Arnold Schwarzenegger schnitzel oh, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> you know shit. what I mean? So like, even though he had all that past in bodybuilding and achieved unbelievable, what is it, seven Mr. Olympias? I think it was eight, actually. Was it eight? I think it might uh, have been well, seven or eight. Uh, yeah, seven or eight. But, like, they have already achieved so much and then to, con- to continue to be brought down, basically, on a new yeah. thing that he wanted to do. Yeah. He's already shown the, you know, determination to work and the work ethic behind uh, what he wants mm-hmm. and to still be faced with that Wow, you can't do that. What are you talking about? No, are you serious? You're massive and you can't say your name. You can't even say your own name properly and all this, all these kinds of things. And he's just like, don't worry, I'm going to do it. Don't worry, I'm going to do it. So he goes and takes acting classes and he takes, I was saying, the accent removal classes and all these kinds of things to help him go forward and just blocks out what everyone else is going to say. And he just does it because that's what he has in his head. And obviously, when he has something in mind, he's going to go for it. Uh. Absolutely, and it, it can be related to you know the, the people who put bad comments or whatever you know give you shit on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and you're just like you know alright if you want to you can use it as a little bit of feedback mm-hmm. but don't be taking it to heart too much you gotta just keep doing your own thing if it's what's going on in your head and it's what you want you just gotta yeah. keep going forward with it yeah I mean he, he, he definitely walks the talk on that one I mean he got he, he got involved in uh and a lot of sort of what would you call, what what would you call it? You know, in his pol- his political career. So obviously, a lot of people were giving him abuse. He had kids on the side. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of stuff. He had a lot of skeletons in the mm-hmm. closet, which yeah. basically came out, and his political opponents were trying to use against him. Yeah, and he still got on with it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like. But the thing is, as well, like 
I, I completely forgot about that, to be yeah. fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so at the time, you're like, oh, shit, this is all coming out. He's yeah. never going to get it now. He's been there, done that, and everyone's forgotten about all the stuff that his haters dug up on him. And everyone just loves him. And, and no one gives yeah, a shit. No one cares. So if you want to look at it, such a big personality, a big star, leading a, a city or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to have all this stuff brought to light and out in public and stuff, like a lot of our lives aren't public. Yeah. You know what I mean? The stuff yeah, that you put yeah. on social media is like we've said before, like a highlight or something that you want to promote or these kinds of things. Um, your like private life is never really put out there. And for him to have such a big aspiration, such a big goal at such high stakes and having his personal life dragged out into it yeah. to achieve it on top yeah. of all those things. And then for everyone to kind of almost forget about it afterwards. And you're just like, what is the worst that can happen if someone says that your deadlift form looks a wee bit shit? Yeah, <laughs> Do you know uh, what of I mean? course, of course, of course. <laughs> like, you got to take inspiration from that shit. Like, if if you're sitting on the fence about doing something, just think about that. Yeah, Think absolutely. about that man's character and what he was dragged through, essentially. Because it is his private life. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, he puts himself in the spotlight. And I would say, you know, he, he's probably just like, well, I'm... I would say his attitude is I'm in this position and I got to take whatever shots come at me. Yeah, it comes with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the next, next one, uh, work your ass off. Oh, I love this. Work your love ass this. off. So yeah, like if you, if you go back to what we're talking about, not thinking small, mm-hmm. you know, if you're thinking, you know, small and comfortable and stuff, you still got to work hard to even make that work out for you. Yeah. There's a, a lot of time and effort that goes into that. But if you're thinking big, you got to be thinking big and working big and working hard. And he talks about, um, you know, basically what his day would look like. You know, he was saying that at a point he was training about four or five hours a day in the gym, mm-hmm. then going across and he was going to university or college or whatever. You were saying about his construction business with, yeah. um, Franco. was it Franco? Yeah. yeah. Um, on top of that, he had posing lessons for his bodybuilding career. He had acting lessons for a future career that he was already thinking about. And then his accent removal classes. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> it's dead funny. He says, people say, oh, I don't have the time. You know, I need to get eight hours sleep and stuff. And he sleep goes, faster. <laughs> sleep yeah, faster. I love, I love, I love it. It's yeah. so, so good. He goes, I I don't do well with such little sleep. Well, I just say, sleep faster. <laughs> get it done. <laughs> That's the attitude there. That Absolutely. The attitude right there. If, if you want something bad enough, you'll make the time for it. You won't try and find the time for it. Yeah. And it's, you know, we we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's how you use them. You know, people, you know, sitting saying, oh, I don't have time for the gym for kids and working author. And sometimes that is a, a reasonable excuse and stuff. But know everything that has gone on with Game of Thrones or know everything that's going on in the latest Netflix series or whatever. If you really want to get it done, you'll find a way. Yeah. You'll find a way. Like, just to give you an example, Katrina has been down working in the gym in the mornings. So there was, and I I now enjoy just training in the mornings, getting it over and done with because my days are like flat out. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking about this. And last week, I missed a couple of sessions. So I was like, right, what do I got to do? To get these couple of sessions in, I gotta get up at four a.m. now instead of five a.m. So I get up at four a.m., get my session done at five, and then I'm home for six to let her go and do and, her thing, do the training. Yeah, yeah, you'll find a way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about like your priority. So obviously, training's a big deal for you. Yeah, it's a thing, not even just physically, but for for work and stuff to have your mentality cleared and make sure that you're on a positive note for the rest of the day. Yeah. Then yeah. missing out on those things sometimes you, I find. That if I miss out on it, unless it's planned, 
then it makes me feel sluggish for the rest of the day and it makes me feel lazy and it's like oh, I've already kind of failed today because it didn't do what I wanted to do. Start with a fucking win. That's it, absolutely. Start with a win. Get it done. What's his next point? Last one. Uh give back. So not all about reaping the rewards of your hard work and stuff like that. You gotta you gotta put something out there for other people to benefit from. Um uh, so the guy's, you know, loaded charity work and stuff. He's, you know, started up the Arnolds, which is, you know, another competition, not only for bodybuilding, but for strongman, for CrossFit. Yeah, which is uh, awesome. All all these different uh things. So he's using his popular name and his big character to create another thing that isn't just for bodybuilders, something that uh, other sports and other competitors and stuff may not have had a platform to show off. Yeah. But using his influence on that to give them a, a big stage for the rest of the world to see it. Yeah. And a, a lot of the times, you know, those Arnolds are, you know, sometimes they're bigger than the Olympias. You know, the Olympia can be, all right, who's it going to win this time? Is it going to be Phil Heath or is it going to be Kai Green or whoever it is? Yeah, There's only a yeah. couple of names. But you see all these other things, like the strongman's really impressive stuff that they're Eddie doing. All deadlift of 500 kilos out of it. Yeah. 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 All these amazing things that have happened during the Arnold's. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, the world's strongest man. Yeah, UK's strongest man, America's strongest man, whatever. But it's the Arnold's that they all kind of look forward to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it must be... There's even kettlebell sport at it as well. Oh, is there? Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I was considering like going to compete in it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might have met him again. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, here, do you know what though? I, now that you say that, like the the girl in goals, Jim, mm-hmm. she was like genuinely one of the nicest people, most down to earth people you could ever come across. So even though he's achieved such great heights, like for everything that he's done, mm-hmm. she said he'll stay here afterwards. He'll get a few photos, mm-hmm. um, and then he'll go. But just like. That was also a cue, you know, just yeah, let just him let him be do his thing. Yeah. He's very much uh, a go giver mm-hmm. as well as a go getter. Mm-hmm. Probably more, I would say, I would actually argue he's more of a go giver mm-hmm. because, I mean, I was five feet from him when he was in the gym. Every single person in the gym was lit up. Yeah, every single person was just privileged to be in his presence, and I don't think that's just because. He's a famous movie star. I think had he not, if he wasn't the famous movie star, if he was a dude who done well in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. but was still rapping about Gold's Gym now, mm-hmm. I think he would still have the same effect on people around him. Yeah, for sure. So I would say he he's lived his life as a go giver, and he's he, he's made every single person around him happier and better, mm-hmm. and which has resulted in him being a go getter. Yeah, I mean like. He, he was talking as well, you know, even whenever he was younger, like not even even before the Arnolds and stuff, like he was going around, you know, jails and he was going around universities and stuff and helping the guys with their health and their fitness and stuff like that there. And especially with the jails, like I'm sure that was pretty yeah. grim at times yeah. for to put uh, basically a celebrity in the kind of environment like that. Might have been a wee bit iffy, you know, not too sure how to go about doing this. But, you know, like he, he says, he used to do it once a month, every month, go around different places and stuff. And those guys are in a pretty shit situation being in jail and stuff. And to see someone like Arnold coming in and spending time with him, talking to them, like, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, 
uh, victimized by society is, you know, out depending on where they've came from, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just to be talked to is like people. Yeah. And you know, like to bring a wee bit of a different vibe. I would guarantee that's changed a lot of those dudes. Absolutely. Like, uh, probably Absolutely. females as well. I mean, God knows wherever wherever he's visited. Like, but it would it would definitely have changed their life. Yeah. Having maybe even a slight being it being in his company. Yeah. Cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. What if we, we backtrack on these? We'll go through each one of them. Yeah. And we'll give a point on what Arnold says and where we can give this to people who are listening now because yeah. not everyone's going to be governor of California or be in the, no. the my favorite movie, uh, Jingle All the Way. So. <laughs> oh, no way. We're, we're going to talk about our favorite Arnold film at the at end, the end right? okay. or, or even favorite moments because you, uh, you have a few Arnold oh, impressions so in your lap. <laughs> Uh, so yeah will we go over this again yeah so I'll call them out and you give like an answer basically to it so right, okay for something uh, that someone who's listening or watching might want to take on board for themselves okay okay so finding your vision finding your vision uh, I would say that a lot of people don't actually focus on this um, here's a funny thing right uh I always knew that I was going to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. Subconsciously, I always knew that I was going to meet him. Right. It wasn't on the forefront of my mind. Don't get like I didn't think about this all of the time. Yeah, but something deep down told me that I was going to meet your hero. Meet him at some yeah. stage. Like I, I can't really explain this, and I think it's okay sometimes for people to say. Like when we just say, you know what Arnie says, find your vision. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it doesn't need to be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I think it just needs to be sub. Like ninety five percent of what we do is controlled subconsciously. So if it's even if it is below the surface, as long as it's there, as long as the dream of what you want is there, mm-hmm. you can make it happen. But I think like, this will cross over to some of the points. I think a lot of people like what we spoke about earlier, just in that environment where they just think, you know, too small. Yeah. My vision is too big. I'll never meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, yeah. who the fuck says? Do you, yeah. Like, in reality, who says what you can't do? Yeah. You're only limited as to what actually goes on in your mind. Okay, so the next one then is don't think small. So if there is someone who's like, oh, there's no way I'm going to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, I'm no way I'm going to do that. How do you... How do you get someone to break past that and to start thinking big? Ah, uh, fuck, I'm so glad you asked me this. Let the world reject you. Don't reject yourself. Right. What do you mean by that? A lot of people reject themselves before the world or anything else has a chance to reject them. And I found this in the past personally. They will, you know, let, let's let's bring it down to a lower level. Uh, trying, to, trying to get a new job, trying to get a higher rank within a company, trying to build a business relationship with someone trying to ask a girl out, mm-hmm. they will actually reject themselves. She, no, she, she wouldn't worry me. No way. Mm-hmm. They've rejected themselves before they actually let the person reject them because mm-hmm. who, who knows? Yeah. She, she may not necessarily, depending on your intent. Like I, I, I should actually, I, I, I'm going to turn into a dating doctor. <laughs> it depends on your intent because if you set out, like, you know, just to have sex with a girl, mm-hmm. that's what the intent is. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like you're gonna face rejection. I can guarantee it, and it, it's not for the right reasons. Yeah, I always relate this a lot. Like seals, if you if you set up just a you set out just to 
get the sale. Make money. The intent is wrong. Yeah. It's you you wanna build a relationship. If you like if you if you wanna if you set out to build a relationship with this girl, I'm I'm talking, you know, purely to males here, obviously, mm-hmm. because I'm a male, then it's gonna result in something far better. Either finding out that they probably weren't the person for you anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going off a bit track here, but probably weren't the right person for you anyway. Or holy shit, we built a relationship here. Mm-hmm. She's not going to reject me. Mm-hmm. But if the intent is wrong and you've said it right, fuck, I'm just going to have sex with this girl tonight, and that's the reason why you're being rejected or why you're rejecting yourself before it's actually before you've actually had the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. So if the intent is right, then things will happen for you. Mm-hmm. But just don't fucking reject yourself if the intent is right. Yeah, just give it a go. Just fucking give it a go. Nice one. So, ignore the naysayers. Ignore the naysayers. Holy shit. Like, we uh, we have come across a lot of this here on all of my social media platforms. The last time, like you say, we have, a, we have a bit of fun about it. And uh, what I would say is that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Quite often, what you generally find is that if people are online, we'll, we'll talk about online a bit. If people are online and they are dishing out abuse, like I, I actually had this one dude who gave me hell and this was over, I can't even remember what it was. It was a video or something I put up. He told me to die, like literally everything. <laughs> and I didn't actually respond. I just liked his comment. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he responded again and he said, dude, I'm so sorry for what I just said. I'm an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Because I knew that this dude is hurting deep down. If he feels the need to go online or whatever platform, whatever wherever it is, if he feels the need to actually do that, then he is, there's a reason why. Um, he probably has a low self-esteem, in which case then he has to take that aggressiveness out on someone else mm-hmm. or something else. Yeah, like an explosion almost. They get, yeah. they get rid of it. They get rid of it. So that's his problem. It's not my problem. And I think exa- that's exactly what Arnold means. Hurt people hurt people. And you can't let that distract you from your vision. You need to just carry on mm-hmm. and just have that like tunnel vision. To get the thing that you want it, which which Arnold did. So it's that kind of thing. Like I, I remember whenever you know there's people coming in and out of the gym and stuff, and they're talking about you know taking a while before they actually made the step forward to join in the gym. I know I did. There was mm-hmm. loads of times as I said before. My dad said that you need to yeah. look after your health and stuff. And a lot of it is the kind of almost. Um, where people will kind of say, well, you can't do that. So, you know, well, you're heavy, so you can't go into the yeah, gym and yeah, stuff because yeah. that's for fit people to do. Yeah. And then that's where you kind of get those kinds of feelings of, I'll tell you what, I'll lose a little bit of weight. I'm going to lose a wee bit of weight, then I'll join a gym. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's a surprise, surprise. You join a gym and you start losing weight. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So first of all, people saying, no, you can't do that because that's not something that you do at the minute. But if you're ready to change and that's what you want to do, then you should just go and do it. Then next, what they'll do is they'll say, you know, well, how did you do it? Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You you become then, not saying that you become a poster boy, but yeah. you lead the way as someone who couldn't do something that they thought you couldn't do. Yeah. And you basically just flip them a bird, give them the finger and say, I'm going to do it anyway. For, for, first they laugh, then they follow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, when they see the change and stuff, then they'll be like, 
well, I was wrong and I don't like the fact that I was wrong. So actually, can you give me some advice on how <laughs> I do that? Yeah, you know yeah I mean? it happens. It happens. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, uh, Grant Cardone, don't know if any uh, anyone listens to his, his podcast on here. He's, I mean, he's a bit crazy, but I, I, I like the dude. Um, he, he just basically says, you got to accept a certain amount of haters with the more success you get. Mm-hmm. Whether, whatever field it is, whether it's in business, life in general, even in fitness. Mm-hmm. Like you say, I'm sure there's people that say, oh, that dude's heavy, he shouldn't be going to the gym. And all of a sudden, holy shit, look at the weight he lost. Yeah. Uh, but he's still an asshole. You gotta accept that. Yeah. If you're successful at something, you're gonna take some form of criticism, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, work your ass off. Uh, I, you know, I, I always think about The Rock as well. Oh, yeah. Whenever, uh, we should actually do an episode on The Rock. Too. <laughs> uh, I always think about The Rock and he always talks about being the hardest worker in the room. Jeez, mm-hmm. ah, I love that so much. Um, there's, it, there's, there's not much else that can be said about it. You know, like no. if you're, like if you've the, the vision and you know where you want to go and stuff, like that's, that's set in your mind. Now all you have to worry about is, right, how? Mm. And the, the high is then, you know, like doing all this work and doing the waking up at four in the morning yeah. to get your workouts done and, you know, making the time for things. Here's the funny thing. And going back to what we talked about earlier, I actually think the high, the high <laughs> is the easy part. Yeah. I think the high is the easy part. I think for most people, the vision is the hard part. Mm-hmm. Once you have something... It, once it go, once it leaves a su- a subconscious level to a conscious level, and you know the outcome that you're looking for, I think how you're going to get there then becomes easy. For mm-hmm. most people, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think it all that stuff it hasn't been brought to light as to what they actually want. But when they've realized what it is that they actually want, getting it is actually fucking easier than most people think. Yeah. Yeah, just, you just, just have to actually go and do it. Yeah, and this is my the effort. Yeah, yeah. Like it, just, you know, just to bring uh, from my own personal like, experience, uh, today I own one of the most successful gyms in Belfast, 5,000 square foot facility. You work out, dude, absolutely fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. At, one st- at one stage, I was like, how did I manifest this thing to actually come about from standing behind a bar serving punters what you know what got me from there to now and it's like when I think about it I didn't really I had a I had a vision in my head which I spoke about in previous episodes you know I looked across the road and I seen this facility but there was a load of paths that had taken me away from that mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily clear but once it was clear getting it then become became super easy okay you look back and it was like oh, it, was, it was difficult work mm-hmm. but actually bringing the light what i wanted the place to look like telling my staff and the people who work with me and my team members what i want the place to be like and my, it, outlaying your vision to people is much harder mm-hmm. than actually doing it yeah. yeah yeah and it's all come together and it's all come together <laughs> brilliant so last one giving back Giving back, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, be it charity work, be it um, in terms of what I was talking about, Arnie being a go-giver, mm-hmm. uh, like just, I would say 
it's it's not, people will always rem- remember not what you said or to them yeah. they'll remember how you made them feel when they were in your company yeah so if people always feel good in your company be it whatever it is that you're doing maybe you're doing charity work maybe you're making people who are in need feel better mm-hmm. or maybe it's just the people close to you um how you make them feel when they're in your company will say a lot about the legacy that you leave behind yeah absolutely and like we do a lot of that in the gym be it yeah. from small things like you know sending out a card to say you're doing a really good job keep keep it up yeah and when someone opens up an envelope like it's it's rare that you yeah. get an envelope through the door that isn't looking for money yeah do you know yeah, what i mean so yeah. whenever you get something through that's personalized and handwritten and someone's taking the effort out to to say you're doing a really good job keep yeah. it up or member of the month we've got a couple of challenges that run the gym and then the boxing events that we, you, we've done in the past you know like yeah. that's you know like like we were talking about earlier making a relationship with somebody rather than just seeing them as a number yeah it's about how you make a person feel and I, I think that's what right across the board giving back you know be, be it monetary whatever I think it's important that you just fo- focus all of it on how other people actually feel rather than when it's internal and you know how can I feel better today yeah and I, I think what happens is it it has a ten- the universe has a tendency to come back at you and say do you know what like you've been you've made all the, these people happy there's your your happy I'm a huge believer in that like, that's a good point that's a good point yeah so Favourite Arnie film? Yeah, dude. So, well, I'm going to ask you yours first. What what, what was your favourite Arnie film? It's going to sound like crap, but I absolutely love Kindergarten Cop. Oh, dude, amazing. (laughs) Such a good film. I love comedies and stuff, and, like, kids are, like, without a doubt, apart from kids and, like, dogs, maybe, they're the funniest thing on the planet. I I know. I I know what bit you're going to be on about, where he's asking what their parents do. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want them answered immediately. (laughs) Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it so much. Oh, God. Yes. So you're trying to fade out with the kids. Yeah. Ah, so good. And the kid gives a dodgy answer or something. But then all of the rest of the kids. Ah, the kid says, my, my mom says my dad's a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so, so, so funny. So, so funny. Uh, but there's action in there as well. So it's not completely just yeah, a comedy. It's so yeah. good. Uh, what about God. you? Go ahead. This is gonna seem like a weird one, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but a film called End of Days. No, never seen it. Holy shit, right? Now it's it's oh, oh god. Arnie fights the devil. Right. In end of days, right? Now the devil is played by Gabriel Byrne. Right. Who scares the fuck out of me as an actor <laughs> for some reason <laughs> I don't know. He always seems to be in these uh like either heaven or hell type roles in uh, Stigmata remember Gabriel Byrne in Stigmata great actor by the way Gabriel Gabriel Byrne's an amazing actor and he played like a priest who was trying to do you know trying to heal this girl in Stigmata which was a freaky film but then he played Gabriel Byrne played the devil in End of Days Mm -hmm. Um, and 
basically what happened was the devil comes back to I think it was based in the year 2000 actually it always is it's in the future uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the devil plays uh, or sorry Gabriel Byrne plays the devil and he comes back on on at the millennium mm-hmm. every thousand years or mm-hmm. something the devil returns to the earth and takes over America but Arnie first of all is employed to protect the devil he doesn't know right uh, he, he's employed to protect the devil and you know priests are coming and trying to kill him and stuff I, I actually think it was one of Arnie's better roles and I don't know if it was because Gabriel Byrne was in it who's an amazing actor and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's maybe you know brought the film brought up. up a couple of levels yeah. now uh, obviously it's a bit of a cheese fest and stuff towards the end Arnie's, Arnie had lost his family and he at the end uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone in case they haven't watched it but you know he gets uh, he gets a, obviously he saves the day you know mm-hmm. we always know he saves the day but I would definitely recommend that film I mean, you have to do an impression now. Ah, oh, dude, I can't be on it. Here, what about that? if you're watching on YouTube? That's my only impression right there. If you're watching it on oh, YouTube, he, he said the rules of success. He says it depends on the person. Right. If the person looks like they want the short answer, he says twenty-two inch biceps. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just no, remembered I that. I just remembered uh, that. Absolutely. But if you're serious that. about it, then it's that list that we've just gone through. Ah, uh, absolutely <laughs> love that man. Love it. Will we kill it here? Yeah, absolutely. It was a good one. I enjoyed that. Loved it. Loved it. Arnold, please listen to this. We'll send it to you. Please listen. So, if anyone who's listening to this knows Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, I kind of know him now, but I don't have his email address. Please send him this. He's a hero and forever will be. Take Good. it easy. Um, okay, so listen, if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, please, please, please share it with a friend. We'd much appreciate it. And give us a five-star rating. Peace out.